We are here with uh, Monsieur Xavier Justo, a former Swiss banker who took a risk at great cost to his personal life and family in leaking details about how billions of ringgit were siphoned off 1MDB. Xavier, welcome back to Malaysia. Um, this is your how many times here? Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I, I can't say how many times I've, I've been to Malaysia because it was a time in my life we were just with my wife coming from time to time, but we lived in Malaysia actually from July 2019 mm-hmm. to March 2020, mm-hmm. and after that, obviously, for uh, for some reason, we had to leave to Malaysia. But it has been the f- it's the first time that after three years, I'm able to come back to Malaysia. Prior to you sharing the data about the one MDB scandal, uh, you've been in Malaysia before. Um, and you took the risk of becoming a whistleblower. Uh, that changed the course of this country. Um, basically, you will be in our future history books. Uh, you also mentioned in interviews that you cried when you heard that Tun Dr. Mahathir Mohamad won the 2018 uh, general election. So, overall, what does Malaysia mean to you? So, uh, going back to the to the crying part, uh, some people are still surprised that we cried with my wife when uh, Dr. Mahathir was elected in 2018. But you you need to realize that our family, not only me, my wife, my son, we have been through a lot of suffering uh, during this adventure. So seeing a a great outcome, a great outcome for Malaysia was for us a kind of justification of our suffering. Mm -hmm. So it, it was really an intense and a very emotional moment. Let's talk about your family. As a result of the uh, expose, you've had to leave countries, basically uproot yourselves more than a couple of times over the years. Um, how has your family dealt with that? It, uh, it, since the, the, the start of this journey, I think we can call it a, a journey, uh, it, it has been, we have been through very, very difficult times. Uh, just, to, just to summarize quickly, uh, we were living peacefully in, in Thailand, until the moment I, I was arrested after leaking the, the, the data to, to Claire Castle Brown and, and the people from the edge. So we had to leave uh, Thailand. Well, first, my wife had to leave Thailand prior to my release because she was threatened of being arrested. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine all the traumatizes that, that, that she has. Uh, and after I, I was expelled from Thailand after my, my prison stay, so w- we moved to, to Switzerland. But with my family name, even if it's a well-known family name, it was it, it was impossible to find a job. We had the opportunity in 2019 to come to, to Malaysia, so we moved to Malaysia. But after the resignation of, of Dr. Mahathir in 2020, uh, I received so many threats of, on, uh, on my Facebook page of people saying that they, were, they, they knew where I was living and they were coming after us. So we took the decision to leave the country, to, to leave our dearest Malaysia overnight. In, in 48 hours, we had to mm-hmm. pack everything. We abandoned a lot of things here. Uh, we had to take two, uh, two different flights, my wife and my son mm-hmm. from one side and me uh, the other side, just to avoid any risk. Uh, we went back to, to Switzerland. We tried to, to live there. But again, with my family name, even being seen, uh, uh, maybe in 2017, my name was not seen as today. Today, my name is is the synonym of of, uh, 
of something of uh, a kind of a hero, which which I like. I mean, mostly for my son, but even with this name, it's impossible to find to find a stable job. Mm -hmm. We live from a small job to another job. When I say we, my wife and I, so we had to leave Switzerland because the cost of living there is uh, is uh, is impossible for us to to sustain. So we moved to Spain now for the last uh, two three years. We are very happy there. The cost of living I it's a, it's probably a third of the one of Switzerland, but still we are we are we are struggling like like never. I'm 57 soon, so I'm not like of a major interest for uh, for an employer. But if we fought before, mm -hmm. if we have been if I have been fighting and my wife also during my prison time, there is no way we are going to give up now. So uh, yes, since this Malaysian. Adventure started. Our life has been uh, uh, from ups to down, and, uh, and uh, it's not it's not an easy life. You said that Malaysia will never be the same. Would have never been the same without me. My life is <laughs> never going to be the same uh, because or thanks to Malaysia. Uh, you've shared before about the horrible ordeal that you went through while in the Thai prison, accused of blackmail, being forced into confessing. Um, how much did that time affect you physically and mentally? It must have taken a huge toll uh, being apart from your family and, and your son and being in that hellish situation. Of course, you cannot spend a year and a half in a Thai prison without suffering. So, yes, I've been suffering the the, the, uh, the vast majority of my time. I, I was alone. First of all, I was innocent. I was alone in this facility where there is no humanity or legality. So I, I suffer a lot. But I had the chance, and I still have the chance, to, to have a beautiful woman close to me, my wife, Laura, and to have a, a great son. So... If you don't, if these people they fight for you, if these people are there for you, mm -hmm. the least you can do is to fight for them. So of course, when I when I was sentenced, I've been sentenced to three years in jail mm -hmm. as an innocent man. It's it's something very difficult to 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 to, to comprehend. And uh, so first you say yeah, you will not be able to do it, but time is passing. You adapt. Your body will adapt. I was. At that moment, my, my best luck, my, it was because I was training for a triathlon. So mm -hmm. I was the best shape of my, of my life. I was in a better shape with 40-something than when I was 20. This combined with the, 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 the love and presence of my wife and friends, uh, I was indestructible. Mm -hmm. But no need to say, I don't wish that to anybody. Even my worst enemy doesn't deserve to live through that. It's... Mm -hmm. We live in the 21st century. Those are conditions probably from the 15th century. Mm -hmm. After one and a half years living in those conditions, was it hard to adapt to life as a free man again? There, there are funny things. Uh, for, for example, yes, it's difficult to adapt, but not for the reasons that you may think. It's difficult, but for example, when you have been sleeping on the ground for a year and a half, the first time that you sleep in a bed, you can't sleep. You, have, mm -hmm. you are almost seasick. Uh, you it's very difficult to sleep um, be, because the, the, during my, my stay in prison, all the lights are on on the, on the daily 24 hours 7. It's like a hospital room. Mm. So going back to a normal room, a dark room with a bed, I found to Im almost impossible for a few days to 
to to sleep and you have to adapt to, to, to the new reality you have time you are with the people that you love you can do things you can work you can go to to a restaurant um, but to be honest people a lot of people ask me but did you need to see a doctor a therapist or uh, no I was so happy to be out of this uh, uh, hell uh, situation that uh, I had no need to to uh, no need to, to, to see anybody. I was, and I'm still very happy. Uh, I had no physical consequences. Yes, I had a few minor ones, mm-hmm. but this is due to the to the lack of uh, of of uh, hygiene or dirt. It's it's a type reason. Uh, I, I don't know how to explain that. Is the worst disgusting uh, uh, thing that you can imagine. It's it's above everything. It's dirty. Uh, people are. I don't want to use bad words, but it's it's as dirty as you can imagine. So you, your body will take uh, will take some of it. Just to give you an example, the, the Thai facility. It's, it's a minor example, but if you had all those minor examples, it's it, that makes a lot. The pre, the Thai prison will not provide you uh, toothbrush or tooth, toothpaste. You have mm-hmm. to buy it. If you don't have money with you for a period of time. You can't brush your teeth. So uh, when I immediately the first thing that I did when I came back to Switzerland after being released from prison uh, was to see uh, a dentist. He, he didn't know, of course, my situation. He, he saw that I was not wor- uh, cleaning my teeth for years, so that I had to treat uh, half of my of my of my teeth. Those are the minor uh, physical consequences. Right. Now you mentioned your wife is a powerful figure throughout your entire ordeal. Malaysians know a lot about uh, Xavier Justo. What should Malaysians know about your wife, Laura? Yes, I, I am and I've been trying not to fight this, but to, to, to explain uh, more. I mean, I'm maybe the figure of all of this, but I'm just a piece. The real, if you if you understand the story, if people are going to buy the book, and I, I, I hope they will, if you read the book, you, you will understand that none of this could have been possible without my wife. She's a very strong character. In jail, the, the worst part for me was jail because I was incarcerated, and it's, mm-hmm. that's not easy, obviously. It, it, it's, it's a disaster. But at the end, I was only taking care of myself being sure to avoid any fight, any problems, and that's quite easy if you, are, if you have a brain. My wife, she was 28. Our son was eight months old. She had to take care of her incarcerated husband, of her newborn son, of these fake and corrupted lawyers, a fake Scotland Yard officer, the media campaign around me. Mm-hmm. That's a lot for somebody that didn't, that didn't do anything to be involved at those were my decision. I put my family into jeopardy because of my decision. And she had to pay a big price and she fought like a lioness. So I do hope that the book will bring back or will bring her the attention and, and the, 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 that she deserves. She's, she's the main character of the story. I may be the, the public figure, the, 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 the face or the name, but she's the real heroine of the story. So let's talk about your book for uh, for a bit. Uh, was it eye-opening for you to read about your wife's accounts and vice versa? When I was in jail, I, I was deprived of any information, no newspaper, no TV, no nothing. So she came to visit me as often as she could. 
So I knew a little bit about the the the, the 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 what was going on. I didn't know the magnitude. I didn't know it, it was it was almost uh, it was the international scandal. So when I when I when I finally went back to Switzerland and she she told me and she showed me what she was being she has done for all those years, I was really very impressed. She 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 worked almost like a private investigator. She she had met the FBI, the Swiss authorities. She she has done uh, an incredible job. So we wanted that to be known, mm-hmm. and we writing a book. It's it's an experience by itself, unless you are a writer. I met a few writers here during my stay in Kuala Lumpur that say I I wrote eight twelve books. Uh, I'm not sure I'm I'm strong enough to write a second one. It's a uh, it's an excruciating experience to put your uh, private life excruciating moment mm-hmm. into words. But uh, we wanted to do that that way. The book is, one piece is Laura, one piece is Xavier. Her perspective when I was in jail, my perspective when she, it's a, it's a, it's a quite a well, I think it's a very well written book. Not because it's my book or our book. It's because the story, you have the perspective of two people going through this uh, journey. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned in previous interviews that um, it was difficult to get a job and even housing uh, due to your association with the uh, 1MDB scandal. Why write a book that will put you in the spotlight again? We, we had a few options after, after my, let's say, Thai experience. It was a, a lot of people said, but you should forget this story, move on, do your life. And let things happen. You have to realize that first, I was incarcerated for no reason, just for exposing a crime. But that's okay. I can cope with that. My wife has been threatened, manipulated. They they told her that if she went public by ex- in exposing what they were doing to me, my son will end up in a Thai orphanage. So it's a quest for justice, not revenge, justice. Mm-hmm. And I could have changed my name also. I could change my name from Justo to whatever, John Doe, and nobody would have known. But for me, that's to give up. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to give up. Those people, they deserve to go to jail. They stole money from poor Malaysian people. They sent one of their friends, an innocent guy, a year and a half in, in jail. They took out of my life a year and a half. They not maybe them directly, but people died in Malaysia. Not to mention Kevin Morais. This money was supposed to go to to build new roads, new infrastructures, school, hospital. And what happened with that money? They spent part of it in partying, financing movie, prostitute, yachts, private jets. Somebody had to do the job, because I, I, I I'm strongly convinced that without us, when I say us, it's uh, Laura, mm-hmm. myself. People like Claire Rucastle-Brown, people like the Edge, if you don't expose those criminals in the media and you put pressure on the, on, the, on the justice authorities, those people, they will walk away. The justice will has no enough resources to take care of all the cases. Mm-hmm. It's not because they are lazy. No, they don't have enough people working for them. So if you put pressure on them by exposing that's what i've been doing for the last five years conferences some media exposure and i'm quite convinced that thanks to that thanks to claire my wife get out and other new journalists finally justice is going to be to be served
Are you still concerned about more reprisals from, let's say, certain individuals who may have a vested interest? No, uh, no, no, not at all. Uh, I said that a few times. It is true that after I was released from prison, when we used to live in Geneva, uh, we were like, yes, afraid in a way of what they could do to us. So for a while, we were like, we had some protections. We were also checking if we saw this face the other day, if this is the same car that is following us. And, uh, and one day we realized that, Jesus, we are the innocent people. We shouldn't be the one living in fear. Criminals has to have to live in fear of being arrested and sent to jail. It has to be that way. So the moment we realize that, and more to that, just to, to go back to the people of Petro Saudi, Tarek Obeid and Patrick Mahoney, those are white-collar criminals. Mm -hmm. They manipulated a young wife, a, a young mother. They sent their best friend to jail to protect that money. Those are cowards. They mm -hmm. will not. They, 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 they just are able to steal money. That's the only thing they can do in life. So I'm not afraid of them. We are not afraid of them. There are plans to produce a movie based on the book. Who do you think would best play you in that movie? I, I mean, I, I can't be very objective. If, if, you, if I can't choose, if one day there is a movie and I can't, I can't choose a character, I probably will go to... Uh, to people like Matt Damon, uh, you know, Javier Bardem. Uh, Javier Bardem, I love Javier Bardem and Pedro Abascal. Mm. It's uh, the actor that played the role in Narcos. But obviously, if there is a movie, I don't think they will ask me to choose my character. So <laughs> I, I'm okay with that. If there is a wish list, which actress do you think would best portray Laura? Again, how do you want me to be objective? There are, I mean, I love uh, I love Scarlett Johansson. I mean, but uh, there are many like this. Angelina Jolie, when she was younger. Uh, I mean, I like Scarlett Johansson. Mm, okay. Now, uh, your son has two, two great role models uh, in life, yourself and Laura. However, your um, act of whistleblowing came at a great price uh, to yourself and your family. Uh, looking back, would you have done things differently or have you decided, okay, this is water under the bridge, what's done is done? It's, it's, again, it's a, it's a very easy question. Mm -hmm. The answer is not that easy. Do you take decision knowing the outcome or not? Mm -hmm. Of course you don't know the outcome. So you will do what you feel, what is in your heart and is in your mind. So of course I will do the same because I didn't know the outcome. If I had knew, I will do things differently. I mean, Basically, I just needed to go back to Switzerland and from there give the data to Claire and the Edge and uh, we don't uh, risk anything. But we all do mistakes. That's, that's being a human. It's to do mistakes. I didn't realize that people stealing billions... When you steal billions, there is no more uh, barriers, there is no more borders, there is no more law. They can, with two billions in this part of the world, you can bribe everybody from the police to the government. You have billions to, to bribe people. Mm -hmm. Okay, last question. 
Do you think that your ordeal would make other potential whistleblowers, you know, maybe think twice about coming forward? Because if I was in that situation, because, and this is me because I am a coward, uh, I would say if I have incriminating evidence, I would think twice about coming forward, passing it to the authorities or passing it to a journalist because I would think, yes, this is for the greater good, but I am also risking myself and my family as well. Um, what advice... Would you give these such uh, people? Of course, by reading the book or by knowing my story or our story, people will not be really tempted to do the same. But you do things not because you, you think about others. You do things because you believe in that or because your heart tells you to do that, because your education tells you to do that. But we're talking about a few years ago when there was, now there is a tendency and there is something good. There is a lot of whistleblower lawyers, whistleblowers, NGOs, people that would help you through that process. They will tell you what to do or not what to do. I did, I think, a good thing, a great thing, a moral thing. I just did it the wrong way. I did it my way because I thought I was smart enough to handle that by myself. No, you need professional and now you have free professional that will tell you how to do it. Xavier Justo, thank you very much. It's been an honor. It was my pleasure. And please do not forget to buy my book, A Rendezvous with Injustice, available in all the major uh, Kuala Lumpur bookshops and also in Gerak Budaya.